Finally back in Lake and Hearth, the Dungeon Dads have created a new paradigm in the Breen, one that lines up generally with the dream of the true Felipe Madamba and his followers from 360 years ago, the now lost kingdom of the Owlwood. Lake and Hearth is almost utopian in its representation of different races all living together. Exhausted after a grueling campaign to the Red Cloud, Robert's Gift, and the center of the world, the heroes of Lake and Hearth finally catch a few days' quiet recovery. Here's the state of the world outside of Lake and Hearth. Prince Adair continues to lay siege on Lakeshire, which continues to burn. But Jesus of the Orc Wars persists and has solidified his control there. Hark has suffered massive defeats. First, their Breen expeditionary force under the magical leadership of Waverly Cloudsack was routed at the Battle of the Briar by Adarins, who have possibly sided with the Owlwood remnants. Then the King's Guard was destroyed by Owlwood and Monterans, and an upstart Adarin militia raised by the child warlord Florn Gershon and three highly skilled spies who had infiltrated Cloudsack's army and caused an insurrection of desertion, which shrank his numbers in half. The sorceress Gale Neverwinter yet lives, but her acolytes are dead, and her unit defending Water's End and the Three-Way also destroyed. Monterre's army remains strong, but chaos reigns in the Mountain Jewel. After an abject failure by the Selhavine Lord to spark a revolution in the Breen two years ago, it is now happening without much intervention at all, as their main rivals now rip each other apart. Officially, still vassals to Robert Hark, Monterre now openly fights them in the three-way and on various outskirts of the Hark Middle Kingdom. The real threat in Monterre lies in its social unraveling and the possible upending of more than 2,000 years of historical predictability in the Cloud Sea. The White Lady, Bezleth Lilithul, continues building her light well with dwarves and slaves in her vampire Lieutenant Schnobik. But to what end? Is she really waging a war against the Underdark? Against demons? Or is she just some pawn of the elves in Gilbrain and the octopus god trying to flood the valley? You know what time it is? Is it time for Dungeon Dads? It's time for Dungeon Dads. <laughs> yeah, baby. Season three. <laughs> Season three. He will Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. You're listening Woo-woo. to Dungeon Dads, Season 3. Yeah, as always, Tom, as always, don't worry. You can type it all up and read it again later. <laughs> Fuck you. We're going to fix it in post. Uh, <laughs> as always, I'm your DM, Tom Blaylock, and I'm joined today by Sam Frank playing the war priest, Abel Rock Brother. What's up, Sam? Hey, habitual piss taker. I can't <laughs> help it, man. <laughs> <laughs> Tim Carr playing the warlock Phil near Omajara. What's up, Tim? How's it going? I'm excited. That's... Me too. Me too. A little downtime. A little season of downtime. This is what I'm thinking of. A season for all things. Uh, and uh, John Watson playing the wizard Ionis Silhavind. What's up, John? You, fi- you finally got us here. Ah, I finally we got ha- you back. We're in, <laughs> we're in Lake and Hearth, and we're, and we're resting. 
I mean, the real Dungeon Dads starts this episode. <laughs> Everything else was sort of preamble, pro, you know, <laughs> prologue. Um, the, I told you that story. It's just rolled. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Two years of prologue. Imagine how long the real story is going to take. Just imagine. Just imagine. <laughs> You're here on Dungeon Granddads. Um, I think we made that episode somewhat sometime in the prologue. What? When I, Say it again. I, I, I can't hear. Sorry, it's my bad ear. <laughs> yeah, I got two bad ears. I meant it when I said you get a few days. And really what I mean is you're going to get more than a few days. But I'm going to force a few days at least onto you. And this is the way I'm going to do this mechanically. Uh, we're going to start off. I, I want you to know I give my enthusiastic consent. Good. I, I, I love it. I love it. But I what I'm going to do is I'm going to have you guys each roll a D6. And we're going to start this off with a roll. And... And this will be the maximum number of exhaustion level that you have when you escape from Eihai's fever dream. And then I will give you survival checks to mitigate this the, these uh, mm. levels of exhaustion. Uh, so Sam got a four, uh, John got a two, and Tim, how about you? Three. Three. Okay. To knock off one on your survival check, I will let you do a survival constitution or a survival wisdom, either one. The first one will be a DC 15. I mean, sorry, DC 10 and then a DC 15 and then a DC 20 and then a DC 25. So no one got more than four. So uh, let's go ahead and start doing some rolling. If you fail the first one, as soon as you fail one, that's where we stop. Okay. What's as soon the first as one? any of us fails one? No, no, no. As soon as uh, so, Each so, of us. so yeah. So Tim, you have a three. So the maximum l- exhaustion level you could possibly have is three. Got it. Uh, and you'll you, you'll roll to see if you can uh, avoid some of this exhaustion. All right, who's going first? I rolled an eleven first. Okay, so it's we're down to two. R- roll it again. Give us another survival. This is going to be a DC All fifteen. Right. Ten. Okay, so you have two levels of exhaustion when you escape the Ehi fever dream. Uh, okay. Let's go. Let's go with John next. Okay, you said I can roll Constitution or Wisdom. Yeah. So if you're not proficient in survival, uh, it, you can. I mean, either way, you can choose to do Wisdom or Constitution. Okay, I'm going to choose Constitution. If you are proficient in survival, you can add your proficiency bonus in addition to that. Okay. Uh, I'm not proficient in that. All right. As I wear soft slippers down the stairs, if you catch my meaning. (laughs) Is this a sex thing? Is this like a weird sex thing? I don't know. I I don't understand. It's it's survival, Tom. It's survival. Oh, oh, I see. I see. Because when he goes down the stairs, he's like, he's like absolutely not out in the woods and he's wearing soft slippers, even though it's just the stairs. I got it. It's excellent. I should not have had those three beers before we talked. (laughs) All right, here we go. Uh, who's, wait, who's editing this episode? <laughs> I think it's you this time. Yeah. I think it's you oh, this time, Sam. Sam, 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 Sam three, you're jumping in. Sam. Sam. It sounded like he volunteered, one. right, guys? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. It That's sounded right. like it. It sounded like he was uh, he was complaining. Those who complain first, edit first. <laughs> Listen, there's there are two things I love in a podcast. It's popping peas and breathing noises. <laughs> <laughs> shit. Okay. So All listen, right, prepare for a little bit of a stylistic departure. 
and some lip smack. Yeah, it's just going to be like yeah. a lip smacking. <laughs> a good time. And this is why we don't let Sam cut any episodes. This is why Sam doesn't do it. This is why he doesn't do it. It's okay. All right, I'm going to do my role here. Constitution. Okay. All right. 14. Okay, pass the first one. Give me a second right. one. Here's my second one. Come on, Jonas. No exhaustion Fif- for you. You 15? got things to do. 17, baby. Ooh, All right. So, yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Um, so, let's go to Sam. Now, Sam's a little difficult, right. but you got a high wisdom score, so. I got four of these things, right? Potentially. Uh, you got okay. four first of them, one's, potentially. First one's a DC 10. 10. Seven. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I rolled oh, no. a three out of four bonus. Yep. Wait, wait. This might be too many. What happens when you have four levels of exhaustion? Well, he's not dead, so. Mm-hmm. It and is if you're really giving us slow. If you're giving us downtime, exhaustion comes off after a full night's rest per yeah. point of exhaustion. And, so and here's the good yeah. And here's the good news is that you are going to get a this is a you get your first full night's rest and you you guys are going to wake up in your windmill. So everyone's down one, but Sam, you still have three, so that's good. Um, and. Uh, I'm already down to one. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Well, look, this was, I was going to, I was getting disappointed in this season already. This, this is the first season where the first episode, Sam didn't go down or get something chopped off. (laughs) (laughs) We, John, John, we're like six minutes in. I know. It's true. But it was like episode one was, was last time. And episode one of season one, he went down with a spear. Episode one, season two, his hand got chopped off. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That's true. But nothing happened last episode and i was just getting a little Listen, worried you were asleep clean slate <laughs> sam's going down tonight uh, <laughs> clean slate let's just pretend like well, right uh, episode now, 53 didn't happen i do have disadvantage on attack rolls and saving throws my speed is halved and i have disadvantage on ability checks all right that's so good this is perfect <laughs> florin did say you know y- you guys should meet up but it's sort of understood that you will get to spend some time a couple of days he's taking care of everything don't like literally don't worry florn has it covered um so so whatever you guys want to do um there is a merchant in town i would not veer too far away from lake and hearth during these days when you're sort of recovering from your um from your most recent adventure but i want to give you a chance to let me know what you want to do hmm. I have an idea. All right. Um, so you said there is a merchant. Is the merchant yeah. uh, capable of acquiring magical items? So this person is a merchant from, he's supplied from Breentown. Okay. So he definitely could make inquiries in Breentown for you. Okay. Yeah. You honestly, though, um, Galwinia might be a better source for you. Okay. Than uh, than this merchant, if you're looking for something in particular, um, she at the very least will is is That's very true. connected That's... with the thieves guild and all of that, and I bet she'd be willing to help out. Um, I have a feeling. Yeah, I mean, she loves you. You know, you got your problems, but she loves you. <laughs> she wants uh, you to survive. <laughs> yeah. Um. So uh, yeah, I want to try to uh, get my hands on a ring of spell storing. Okay. So, of course, you you know which room she's in. There's only three rooms at the inn, at the tavern. Um, so I'll <laughs> I'll let you make your way over and talk to her. Got to win here. Oh, oh, 
Hello, Filnir. Um, looking for uh, your uh, sorry, sister, Mr. are you? Sorry, Mr. Percy. It's uh, okay. Did not, did not mean to intrude. I figured this was a um, acceptable hour to uh, it's, come. It's absolutely have a chat. fine. Don't mind me. I, I I choose to drip dry after my bath in the lake. Um, uh, Galwinia <laughs> remains there in the lake. She she asked me to tell you to go visit her there. She's very much clothed. Very well. Thank you, Mister Percy. Glad to see uh, you are well. Before you go, have you had a chance to speak with Master Ionis about anything in particular? I am a bit worried. I spoke more sternly to him than I ever have, and I am not exactly sure how he took it. When did you you spoke to him? He sent me mind messages, sir. Ah, yes, he's he has done that before. Um, he did not relay any feelings to me. So I am unfortunately not able to help you anticipate what his reaction will be in earnest. Well, thank you very much. I will put on my loincloth and the rest of the, my things, and perhaps I'll make a trip out to see him. I, I think a bit more than a loincloth, and uh, that would be a good idea. Okay. <laughs> see you in a bit. Indeed. All so right. I'll go out to the lakeside. Yeah. So. so- so Galwinia is out there and she is, uh, she's, she's speaking to an elf that has a small rowboat that has, uh, he has pulled it up on the, on the shore. And, uh, as they see you sort of getting closer, the elf who you do not recognize clearly gets very nervous for a moment. And okay. then she sort of like puts her hand up a little bit and, uh, and, and he gets a little bit more at ease. Um, Filnir, hello. Hello, sister. Good to see you. Very good to I, see uh, you. Uh, this is this is my fr- this is my friend Eltar. Hello, Eltar. It's a pleasure to make your acquaintance. It is a pleasure to make yours as well, sir. I am, I am back to Oglethorpe. It is very nice to see you, Galwinia, mistress. And please, please relay. To the to the young chieftain, what I have told you, I I will do so, Eltar. Uh, Godspeed, and and to you. And Eltar gets back into his boat and begins to shove off. Brother, I'm so excited that you are alive. We we were not sure how that was going to go, though it's a bit weird. Indeed, it was um, quite a strange experience. I have expected to have woken up some time after we had left but it seems we missed no time at all no time we 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 traveled through the chest and and there you were it was i i i could hardly believe it myself i thought we were perhaps saying goodbye for the very last time well i'm glad we did not um listen i will be here for a little while recovering despite the brevity it was uh Exhausting, uh, the experience down at the bottom. Um, but I'd wondered if you could help me find something that I think would be quite useful in uh, the adventures that are to come. Uh, I'm trying to find a ring, a ring that stores spells. I have heard of such things. I, 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 I can't say that I've laid eyes on a thing like that before in my in my time. But uh, I'm, I'm happy to send word. 
to uh, to my friends in Breentown. Breentown is still a bit provincial. Do you do you think it might be something only found in the large cities? It's hard to know. I've not come across one, um, but we have not stopped in Breentown. Lakeshire was about the biggest I'd seen, and at that point, I hadn't looked for one. It had not crossed my mind yet. I will speak to some of my friends in the Omerta in Breentown. I'll send word there. Uh, but I, I will also, I, I may ask some help from from Ionis. Uh, it seems that he has the ability to speak to people from a great distance, and I might actually be able to. We might have more luck in Adair. Adair is a much, much more cosmopolitan, much more open to things of the magical variety than than much of Montaire and Hark. Uh, so let me do some exploring there in Breen. I'll let you know what I find out, and and if we have to, if we have to seek it out from Adair, that's what we will do. Very well, and please let me know what it costs. I will. Oh, I take care. I of will. It. I will get it for to you for as little as I possibly can. I have very good friends who owe me much. Great. Um, shall we go speak to Ionis now, or do you have more um, business to take care of? I have a question for you. I am okay, sister. And she pulls out of her mouth this gunky black tar that you've seen before, and uh, and it's the stuff that allows you to speak to people at distance. And uh, mm-hmm. and she says, "I haven't fully given up the work that I've done and the career that I've built over the last several years." Um. It seems that word of you and the priest and the wizard are spreading much further and much faster than I think we expected. Um, My friends want to know if you plan to allow the underground order to remain intact. The underground order? Should you succeed... My friends are worried, and they know that I have a connection with you. I would never let harm come to you, of course, but I would like to be able to reassure them that should you succeed in flipping the power structure of the valley and beyond on its head, that that they might have, and me through them, might have a seat at the table. I speak for my friends, not for myself. I, I wouldn't want you to have to deal with someone different if you catch my drift. I I can't say that I've thought about it that much. I also can't imagine that changing a power structure in the Breen will completely change the way things people of the Breen do and the way things operate on various levels. But I think at best we do not answer that question yet. Is it because the others are more important than you? Ionis, his priest? I think it would be better to know if there is something to gain in answering it a particular way. Perhaps we can speak on that later. I cannot I cannot give assurances at this point either way. Fair so, enough. 
shall we shall we go see your your friend yes let's go speak to ionis all right uh john are you going to still be in the windmill uh how many days have gone by uh this is like this is like the this is kind of day one ish. I want I want to know what you're up to, what you want to get done in the in this 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 first few days here. So this is before this is like, you know, after you wake up first first day. Uh so yeah, uh first day I'm going to spend a little bit of time um turning Saber into an owl. All right. <laughs> okay. Uh, Done, <laughs> and so you know that takes that takes an hour or so, you know, prep time and all of that as well. Uh, eat my eat my breakfast, get my bearings with Saber, you know, practice practice some things with him, and then um, if they don't walk in on me during that time, I I'd like to go into the to the shop and see if I could buy some small things like flour, um, like uh, fishing line. Little bell. Ah, your money's no good here. This is uh, um, uh, Clea, the shopkeeper, who now is a dwarf. <laughs> um, your money's no good here. Oh, come now. I'd love to uh, help you. Love to help. Take what you want. Take what you want. Well, that is, that is very kind of you. Well, wait, wait. The fishing line you're taking—that's the good stuff. The free one is the one to the left there. The one that you're taking there, that's actually made of silk. Uh, that will that will cost you silver. Oh, uh, one silver? One uh, silver. I will take the one haggle, side. Haggle, John, haggle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A, sil- a silver. It'd be have, rude not to. I have millions of those. Here's one. <laughs> okay. Also, the barley, the, the barley flour, that's the free stuff. If you want the wheat flour, I hate to be like this. That's five I'm copper. I'm sorry. You can give me the wheat flour for free. Listen, I'm not supposed to do this. And by the way, by the way, I do, I do, I do, uh, I do enjoy your, your new persona, might I add. Can you believe my beard? It, it, is, it is quite amazing. <laughs> I mean, watch, I can do this. And she like twists her finger around the beard and it like forms a curl and she pulls it out and the curl stays. <laughs> and she says, I only had hair like this in one place before this all happened. It's incredible. <laughs> and, and, and she's take the flower. Oh, thank, you, thank you. Just come back. You're a good customer. <laughs> I will. I will. I will be back. And of course, I will bring many people back this way. I'm bringing many people yeah. to your town, as you have seen. I, I, I have seen it. Uh, now, here's a question. Wait, 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 before you go, before you go. Yes, yes. Your man, Percy, has been uh, talking about opening up a store here. I don't want to tell you how things are done. I know it's a new lake and hearth. Look at my face and my beard. I get it. But I'm just not sure we're gonna we got enough room for for two general stores. Well, did you ask him what type of store he was trying to open? I mean, no. Did you talk to him personally? Hey, you're you're his you're his boss. I just letting you know he's gonna get some pushback, and just because he's your friend doesn't mean we're gonna cut him slack on this sort of thing. He's gonna have to pay his dues like everybody else. All right, but especially if he wants a spot in the square. Well, I, I understand that, but but also understand things are changing for Lake and Hoth, and after I'm done, this place will be quite a metropolis, and you're going to need a little competition. I don't know about that, but thank you, sir. 
and he, she hands you your flower and uh, and and puts a little something extra on top in a in a in an envelope, and uh, she says, "Read that later." Well, all right, I shall. And I uh, I head back. Where can I find some caltrops? Probably Florence Library. Okay. Is this still on your checklist um, from like season one? I, I, yeah, this this is like, like, I'm going to drop some caltrops and run and make them chase me. It's, it's like, it's like he put caltrops on his character sheet, but then put zero yeah, next so to it. And now he wants to fill up the number of I'm just of getting items. extra, extra. Yeah, you get caltrops. Look, anything that's under five gold in the player's handbook, I'm happy for you to okay. have. All right. No problem. And, and uh, if if you wanna if you wanna deduct the the gold, deduct half the gold you would normally have to spend on any of that stuff. Um, no problem. And, and and you know I'm just using that time. I'm kind of getting a sense of the of the people. You know, buying a few odds and ends, but things that I can use. But also seeing you know getting a sense of what um, what the buzz is around town. Uh, maybe I can overhear some conversations about me and Abel and Filnir a little bit about Felipe Madamba. Maybe I catch it. You know, maybe I catch him walking around. I'd like for you to give me a two two things. I'd like for you to give me a, a perception check, okay, and then also a history check, okay. Just a moment. All right, perception. Wow, natural twenty. Okay. All right. Um, as you're leaving Clea's store, she says. Uh, Hey, are y'all gonna are you gonna be making a trip over to the uh the Adaran siege camp anytime soon? What? Why? Well, we, you know, Florin told us we can't we can't make our way over there even if we have stuff to sell or whatever. And she's actually, you know what, I think you're probably the best person for this. And she hands you another envelope, and this one says it's for Crispin the Decent. And she says, um, this is actually the real mayor of Lake and Hearth. Uh, and he's out there in, uh, at the siege camp. And I'd really love for you to, if you could possibly get this to him, I'd be very appreciative of it. So it's just a little warning about how things have changed around here. So he doesn't freak out when he comes back and he sees all the different races. So what, what exactly is he doing? What, what do you mean? He's why a man of honor. Why hasn't he been here? What, you're saying the Adaran siege camp? Yeah, he's he's been on the he's a he's he's he an Adaran regular. Was, he's been the, in he's been in for five years with the Adarans. He's about to finish up, as far as I can tell. I mean, he should he should have already finished up, but um, but oh, he he was he was uh, encamped right outside of town when uh, when Prince Adair came in and and brought Despo and, and some of the other folks here uh, and, and uh, conscripted them. So I know he's still alive. Gods, this is getting complicated. Yes. Um, thank you. I, I, I do have, um, I do have plans to run into the Crispin the decent. Crispin the decent. Crispin the decent. I will, I will give this letter to him. All right. Well, thank you so much. And, and as, you're, as you're leaving again, she says, oh, and I just, I shouldn't have to say this. I, obviously, his eyes only. Understood. Understood. All right. 
Okay. Um, and then what's the second thing you wanted me to do? I forgot. Uh, hi- history check. History. That's a 15. Okay. Um, there's only one other person that you've ever heard of who had the moniker of the decent and they were not decent. Mm. Um, and you've never heard of Crispin before. Um, but, uh, it is a little odd in the brain for people to take on, uh, titles like that okay all right interesting all right sam uh how about you and then we'll get back to filnir and galwinia uh coming back after that i'm so tired (laughs) (laughs) do do you want to take another nap so tired (laughs) no i think um I think I need to go talk to Felipe Madamba. Okay. Slowly. Slowly get over there. (laughs) Yeah. Half speed. (laughs) So, uh, you know which room in the tavern he's in. And when you arrive there, there are two or three people sitting on chairs in front of his room. Uh, humans from Lake and Hearth. His door is wide open and he has several pretty damn good charcoal drawings that he has put up on the walls uh, of his, of his room. And he is explaining to the folks who are in the room with him. um, What used to be where Lake and Hearth is. And he says, Yep. And then over here, this was the best catfish fishing in all of the Queen's Lake. Uh, And then over here, uh, what do you say this is now? Yes, this was above water. Oglethorpe. Yes, Oglethorpe. That was here before. Um, Yes, that's, that's, uh, that was just a little hamlet, um, fisherman's hamlet in the middle of the Queen's Lake. Um, They had a wonderful temple, though, there. Uh, to Donatus, and uh, and and people would travel across the lake in pilgrimage to it. Uh, beautiful, beautiful. Uh, yes. Oh, Abel. Did I get the name right? It's wonderful to see you, Madamba. I was hoping we could uh, we could speak to each other in private. In like uh, a place where we would like a shit house. <laughs> no, here is fine. That's. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, uh, gentlemen. It is wonderful talking to you. I, I have many things I would like to tell you about uh, the mixing of the races, and also um, uh, the fact that I am so excited. There are no dirty elves in this town. Uh, it's wonderful that you were able to keep yourselves free of of that scum. Um, Drows are okay, I suppose. Fellas, he's. I just <laughs> sort of whisper as I'm ushering them out the door. He's from another time, fellas. He's from another time. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Okay, because don't you travel with an elf? Is isn't that going to be awkward? Well, maybe for him. Well, we'll we'll see about that. Okay. 
Well, it, he is fascinating. You should, you should, you should hear what he has to say about 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 Monterre as well. Very interesting. Well, you know, uh, uh, you know, Robert Abel. Robert, this is my war room. Robert Hark the first was a, a great leader, but uh, I wouldn't necessarily ask his opinion on modern politics and society if you catch my meaning. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> good luck. He he does like to talk though. I, well, I came in here and common. asked him. <laughs> uh, I just asked him what he wanted for breakfast, and he began to draw these things. <laughs> so she leaves. <laughs> Abel, Madamba. Well, before we get any further, have you uh, have you ever raised a barn? When I'm from, that can mean two things. It could mean burn down a barn or create a barn out of sticks. Oh, create a barn. Have you created Yes, a barn? I have created a barn before. So, you know, in the beginning, you have to have sticks of a, a defined measure, and everyone has to, yes. uh, to make sure that they're at the same level yes. when they're, they're ready to raise the wall. That's what I want to talk to you about. I want to have sort of a level-setting conversation. Interesting. Wait. Human, are you asking me to take over your little fledgling army here and whip them into shape? <laughs> Quite the contrary, Felipe Madamba. Uh, we, need, we may need to have some hard and difficult words about the current state of things. Now, take nothing that I'm about to say as any... Uh, I'm not impugning your character, your qualities as a war leader, your goals, your values, merely stating the facts of the situation. The army of the Owlwood is decimated and in disarray. Uh, Kegaset had many fine qualities. Being a good war leader doesn't appear to be one of them. She ran things into the ground. The fact that there is such a thing as an army of the Owlwood 200 years later is astounding in and of itself. While they are an asset and uh, they're full of many fine people, they are not a power in this valley. So you're saying that the castle is gone? I'm saying that many things are gone. Understood. I feel like I'm taking this very well. <laughs> I just want to say this. I just want to put this into and your ear. I want ear. to congratulate you yes. for that. Uh, listen, Felipe, may I call you Felipe? Absolutely. You've been through a lot and have had not much time to adjust. I can understand what a shock this may all be to you. And I mean, the fact that we're even ready to have this conversation now is a testament to your fortitude and your adaptability. Here's the thing. And I, I want you to finish... But for me, I feel like I was about to set off on the great campaign, the one that I was made to lead and win. And here I am the next day. I, I, I've never been stronger. I, I've never felt more sure about anything in my life that that the things we fought for then remain things to fight for now, remain important 
just talking to these good people here in Lake and Hearth, uh, I can tell that the dream is in fact alive and and should be fought and killed for. <laughs> You're going to find peace no matter how many people you have to kill to get it. That's the way peace is won. Through blood and so, sacrifice. I, I can't take issue with much of what you said there, Felipe, but I, I don't know how to say this any more plainly. Uh, you can be a leader of this campaign. You will not be the leader of this campaign. Okay. The armies of this town, the armies we've rallied in the valley, they swear themselves to Jonas Silverwind. The Monteran. We are aligned in goal. We are aligned in value. We share the same dream. But in the end, there has to be one head making the decisions. With our counsel, with our support. But one man has to have the final say, and that's going to be him. Now, is that something you can reconcile yourself to? You're a military man, I take it. I can tell. More or less. Some days less. Some days more. And you know that it is not about the character of a person, about whether they have power or not. It is about the power that they wield. I recognize that I have no power in this particular moment. Just skills. I am a machine for killing. But when I return to the Owlwood, my people will follow me. This much I know for certain. If Kegaset has done anything and kept my name alive, she will have kept alive the spark. And the spark, that spark, I can fan into a flame once again. When I raise my barn, Will you be willing to speak on my behalf to your Jonas Silverwind and let him see reason when I do have power? These are the limitations of having this conversation, having known each other only for a few short hours. I agree. Uh, I would not expect you to be loyal to someone who is unproven to you. And I'm sure you... Uh, you would not expect the same in return. If everything you've told me is true, I owe you all a great deal of, well, everything. So here is what I would ask. Give us a chance to earn your loyalty. Make no moves to undermine Jonas or his rule, to peel soldiers away from his army, to rally the Alwood in opposition to him. Give us a chance to prove to you that we are aligned in this. Give us a chance to earn your loyalty. Agreed. And in return, we will not hinder your movements or your conversations, your assembly with whoever you might wish, but uh, 
If you'd like to coordinate your purpose with ours, I'm sure we could find an appropriate task. We, we would be better working together than separately. I, I will need to return to the Alwood. And, and here's my ask of you. Go there with me. Oh, Lord, I'm so tired. Not now. Obviously not now. I, <laughs> oh, I wouldn't even know. <laughs> I don't, I'm not even sure how to get there at this point. I, mean, I know the overland travel is something that we must do. Um, and uh, the land is different. If I am going to be respected and embraced by my people, they will need to see that I am respected by this new rising power of the brain as well. So we can help each other in this way. What oaths do you hold sacred, Madamba? Apparently 300 years ago, I, I, I held my oath to the Owlwood sacred. Independence from Monterre in the place of the yoke of the mountain men, uh, I would have built something fairer. It's something more diffuse where every man is in control of himself and gives himself to the, to his leaders is not taken by his leaders. Do you understand that? I mean, I did it first and you went on for a little while there, but, uh, listen, if you will swear by the Owlwood and by your dream for it, that you will uphold the terms of this deal, then I will swear by Tempest to see it. So I will do it. I spit in my hand. Owlwood. I put it out. Okay, he he thinks that's gross, but he mm-hmm. spits in his hand as well, and he shakes your hand. Very good. All right. Well, uh, I'll leave it to you. Uh, obviously, you're welcome in town for as long as you choose to stay. If you return to the Owlwood, I'd appreciate uh, you saying goodbye, but uh, if you're going to be here for a while, we may have use of you. I, I, I will stay for a bit. Um, I will need these things and he pulls out a scrap of paper and he says i understand this is below you um but i would very much like for this request to come from you and not from me i'm new here these people owe me nothing and he hands you a sheet of paper and it just says studded leather eight wooden coins 11 hand axes gnome size uh, I can I can definitely see about this. You'll probably have to come in for a fitting for the uh, studded leather. You're not a what we would call a standard size around here. It's it's fine. It's fine. I I I I just don't feel I can go and demand things from people, and I don't have any money, as you might already know. <laughs> uh, well. And I sort of, you know, I pat my pockets. I'm like, yeah, you're not going to get very far around here demanding things for people. I'll tell you that. But uh, here, and I'm going to give him 10 gold pieces. I was like, we call this wham. It's walking around money. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Should they keep? <laughs> I'll uh, I'll uh, I'll see about the armor, but any other little sundries you uh, you might need to purchase that'll uh, that'll go far. And uh, I, you may not be up on modern economic theory, but then it circulates in local businesses and strengthens the economy of the town. And and anyone can have these gold coins. You don't have to bring them to a central leader who gives you wooden coins in exchange for these. <laughs> no, no. My God, things have changed. <laughs> Power of the purse, my friend. Interesting. Anything else you want to do? Do you guys want to get together at all? Share some, share some info. Um, Florn has some things he needs to talk to you about for sure. Well, that was going to be my next stop. I mean, I kind of like the idea of like Jonas going around shopping for things while I'm like conferring <laughs> with all the different generals of the different yeah. armies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm, I wonder if they have some new capes in the uh, <laughs> in the, the store at the town square. <laughs> well, I, I am I am doing that, but I am taking advantage of Abel not being around. Okay, all right, <laughs> and uh, I, I also have I also have new freedom. Uh, Miss, I, I also have Mr. Percy, who's also not following me around. Yes. Yep. Uh, but I would, I, I, before anybody gets to Florn, um, I would, I would ask him for twenty-five men. Uh, I was gonna. I thought right. you were gonna say I'm gonna rub one out without somebody watching for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> so too i was like oh my god this is gonna get so weird um okay uh, okay so so florin as per always when he is not like walking around the town like a boss is in his library john so if like you want to go boss. to his library like a boss yeah okay uh florin are you here hey man Did you 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 find your way through uh the the, the portal there the the one into your room, yes. Yeah, that's the one. You know, they yeah, used to call I'm, I'm all here. these things portals, just doors. Yeah, it's funny. Language changes, huh? Yes, that's so funny. Listen, I need caltrops. Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. Um, well, what are you gonna do with these? And he start he opens Don't. up a drawer and like pulls a bag out and he says, uh he weighs it in his hand. It's like, it's a lot. And he goes, uh, I mean, how many do you need? Uh, just two bags. Wait, this is all Macau traps I got. And he, he hands it to you. It's, it's four uses. Four uses? In, that, in this, oh, oh, in this oh, bag. Uh, if this is all you have, then yes, I'll take this. All right, you can take it. I also need 25 men. All right, here. Let me see if I find. I got those in my drawer here. Let me check. Let me check one second. That will stop. And, and stop he, playing. And he, and, and, he, and he pulls out his middle finger and he shows it to you. And he pulls his hand out of the drawer. He says, <laughs> uh, "I only found one." Uh, what do you mean you need twenty five men? You guys just got got half my town killed. I mean, yeah, they came back, but I mean, look, look. Have you seen Sabina? Have you seen Clea? All these people seem perfectly happy with what happened to them. Yeah, but they're not as good at swinging a sword as they used to be. I, I, I'm sorry, dwarves well, aren't good at swinging swords? Listen, it's like they learned to walk yesterday. You think they're going to be well, able to swing those swords like pros 
with those little stumpy arms they never used before? Florn, we will get them there. We have a, an amazing general in Abel, and then we've found another general. <laughs> Felipe Madamba, he's here, the legend. Yeah, you, you've you been talking about him for a long time. You said he wasn't worth a damn. I, I, uh, I don't agree with that. Uh, and I would never say his name three times while I'm alone in the bathroom by myself. <laughs> you know the legend, Florn. We like to downplay things sometimes, but you know the legend, and he's here. All and right. we will make sure that your people are taken care of, as we always have. Well, what are you going to do with my people? And I'm going to go for a walk. And when do you need them? I need them now. You're going to leave town. Okay, but you don't need fighters. I need to be guarded. Well, I, I, can, I can guard you better than 25 of these people. And you got Abel and Phil near. They'll they'll help you out. I mean, Abel looks <laughs> tired, but but Phil near. I've I've put them all through quite a lot, and I really just need to find out some information. Well, I mean, I, look around here. You're a man of books. Look, all right. What do you want to know? Here, here, here. He pulls a book off the shelf, and it's. It's it's called Lake and Hearth, the first hundred years. Say, look, you can say this is every single transaction that was ever made in the first hundred years uh, cataloged. Look at this grain, fishing, fur. Flawn, you know, the past few weeks, things have gotten very intense. Yeah. Have you sent anyone to check on? The tree that sprang from the ground. Every day I send someone out there. What can you tell me about it? It's become like a... It's become like a... Like a temple to people. They're going out there. They're praying to it. Some of them leave with gifts. Uh, I I don't like it, but you can't... It's like you almost can't keep them away now. And what of the dead? Still there. But they're not doing anything. They're just... They're just there. Like walking around. Some of them, some of them look like they're, they're, they're playing uh, King's Calling. You know King's Calling? It's like that game of uh, cards and bones. It's off-putting, man. And the people that go and visit the tree are not assaulted by the dead? They're not assaulted by the dead, but some of them leave and they don't look right. Do you believe people are taking things from the tree? Yes, definitely. Some. You want to talk to, take- you, you want to talk to someone who did? I got Is someone we- here who took something from the tree? Yeah, 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 yeah. I would very much like to talk to this person. Not now, though. Okay. What do you know of the Bramble Wall? I mean, nothing. Uh, you know, you guys you guys met up with us uh, uh, outside of it, and, we, you know, we got the hell out. That's all I know. You say you're better than 25 men? I mean, you've seen me. Then that's where we're going. I don't want to toot my own horn, but I took out, I took out an elemental by myself. 
basically, essentially. Mm. Mm. Well, maybe you can put your money where your mouth is because that's where we're going. The Bramble Wall. Now. As soon as I can get out of here. All right. We do have to meet with Abel and Filner, though. I got some news for them. And for you. It's about the stone. The the stone that Abel carries? No, man. The stone for the wall. You promised these dwarves a job, and I don't have any stone. And I found some stone. Right. Right. All right. All right. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Um. Yes. Well, yes. Let's go back to the mill then and meet with them. And uh, Phil Nier, you're still milling about with Galwenia, yeah. So, so Ionis and uh, and Florn go through this weird passageway in the windmill, then pop up in there, and uh, they come in. Florn says, "Oh, party's all here. Uh, Able to sleep again? Shortly. All right. Well, welcome back, everybody." Um, I know you have a lot of questions. Uh, I want to let you sleep as much as you can. I, I like I, I told you I was uh I was gonna be taking care of things while you were gone, and I have been. Um, those dwarves you sent here, uh, they seem to be working out. You know, they're not staying in town with us. They made a little sell- settlement out in the woods. Um, we have a few problems. Okay. And, and I just I want you to know. And I'm happy to take care of any of it, all of it, none of it. Uh, but I want to make sure we're uh, we're crossing the same T's, if you know what I'm saying. Um, one is you promised a lot of dwarves pay. We have it. I am beginning to think of myself as the man in charge of the gold for this outfit. <laughs> Um, I have hidden the gold in my library. By my best count, we've got 8,000 gold that belongs to the people of Lake and Hearth. And 42,000 gold, which belongs to this outfit. He makes his hand in a circle and he's like, including, you know, you all, including Galwinia in this. So I think we have to figure out how best to spend our gold. Now we have some people who need to get paid. I have not paid any of the Lake and Hearth troops. We promised them we'd pay them. The ones that left Hark, the ones that left Adair, that only comes out to about 850 gold. I didn't want to spend it without getting your approval. You have it. All right. Now, my next big problem is these dwarves want eight gold a day. And by my count, there are 35 of them. The problem is they do not have stone as we speak. I know of two good sources to get enough stone and quickly enough for these dwarves to do their work and build this wall. Neither one of them are good options. Can you explain the wall to me? I mean, they told me that you told them 
that they would come here and build a wall. And I'm talking about you, Jonas. They told me specifically that you told them to come here. They'd have a job building the wall. Yes, Filnir. Um, we've brought undue attention on this town. And uh, these dwarves went to build a wall for the Bramble Wall. And I thought I'd take them from the enemy and help set up fortifications here. About so did that. I hear you say you have a lead on some stone, Florn? Yeah, two, two good leads. I don't like either one of them. Fantastic. One is, one, one is a fey creature that we have worked with in the past. He's tricky. His name is Oxpix, and he is what is known as a Kored. Have you heard of a Kored before? Little. Can't say that I have. They're little. They're very hairy. And it's like they're married to stone. They know where it is all the time. They know how to get it. They got some magic. And they have a lot of little helpers. Now, Oxpix has told me that he wants all the gold in Lakenhearth in exchange for 100 years of stone for Lake and Hearth, whatever size we want, however much we want to get it, for 100 years. And he will supply us without asking questions. Okay. Now, he came into town and smelled, and I think he smelled all of our gold. I think he has a very decent idea about how much gold we have here. I have an idea how to trick him. But that might be risky. <laughs> Next. <laughs> I gotta tell you, uh, you know, municipal dealings in a fantastical world are a whole different order, aren't they? <laughs> They're different. <laughs> now, the other one, I think we want to take care of this problem no matter what, but it's a challenge. I was visited about a month ago. By a Durger. His name is Dagmoon. This Durger asked me if I could raise up a small army before he knew about you all to help him rid his mind of a blight. And I pushed a few buttons, checked a little bit harder, did a little research. His mind is an old giant mine. And he is what they call around here a necroslaver. So he's got skeletons and old Durger, and that's his labor. I don't love that. Just to but be somebody, clear, a necroslaver is still exactly what it sounds like, right? Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> but he has something that has moved in, and all of his undead labor is now following the orders of this thing. He told me he's got tentacle mouth, but he's undead. I thought Mind Flayer at first. I don't think Mind Flayer is undead. That's my, first, that's my first thing that I figured out. But then he said he casts spells using books. And I'm looking at you, Jonas. Um, he told me you should not go in there with books. And he, he said, he said he was very clear on this. You do not want to go in there with books because he has a way of taking them. And 
I think that this is the guy that Helspeth was chasing after. And one of the reasons why she was destroying all those books is because he gets power from them. Yeah. I got a lot of books in my library. I've been looking them up. I, I can't figure out what the hell this guy is, but he sounds pretty pretty bad, pretty brutal. I cannot believe Dagmoon survived when this guy moved into his, to his mind. Dagmoon says, if we get rid of this guy, he'll give us all the stone we want to build our wall, and then we have to like move on with our lives. So once we get the stone for our wall, he gets his mind back. And no, no money exchange, just get rid of the problem. Well, let me ask yes. you this. If we get rid of this problem, why would, on earth would we give the mine back to a necroslaver? Wouldn't we just well, keep that, it for ourselves? Especially if he's just one, one little, little dark dwarf man. I like the way you think, Abel. So here's my two thoughts. If we go with Dagmoon... We take the mine, we give it back to Dagmoon. He uses his skeletons to mine the stone and bring it out to the wall. And then we take the mine from Dagmoon. Why not? He's not a good guy. Hmm. But I sort of already told both of them we would take the deal. Wait, wait, wait. You made a deal with a fey creature? What? I didn't shake on it. I didn't do all the, the things you're required to do. I told him I thought we were we, we had a deal, but I had to talk to my partners. It, if we say no to the Fae now, they might be upset. I'm not saying they're going to go after us or anything like that, but they might be a little upset. Gentlemen, before we go any further on this wall, this could be entirely misleading in terms of what I have just heard, it could be a prophecy that does not come true. But I fear that the lake will rise. And that the town of Lakenhearth, if it is not raised about 20 feet, will not survive the rise of the lake. So building a wall, in my mind, if this is true, does not seem to be prudent unless it is watertight and at least 20 feet high. Like a dike. Well, you'd have to surround the entire town. I mean, it's quite an undertaking to build a town up 20 feet. It is indeed. It may make more sense to simply pick up and move to a location higher. I know that's not close by. Well, just to be clear, we're going to do everything we can to keep the valley from flooding. If it is within our power, absolutely. Considering the destruction and loss of life would be of astronomical proportions. Abel, are you able to stop the rain? Well, uh, in uh, limited amounts in uh, specific localities, yes. Are you able to stop a river from flowing indefinitely? I don't know if I like all this defeatist talk from you, Phil. <laughs> I don't. Well, it's it's all right. He's he's just trying to make sure we hedge our bets a little Temporary bit. Temporary expectations. I, I don't know what you heard from Ehi. 
but I heard the word that may help us get to Monterre and that Lake and Hearth needs to be raised 20 feet in order to survive a lake rising, should the lake rise. Did you not hear anything similar? I, uh, not, not on that subject. I, I certainly received my own message, but as, as someone who has had a lot of conversations with gods, I, I would advise you to take that instruction seriously, but keep in mind that it is coming from the perspective of the one who would see the valley flooded. Fair enough. She will present her position as uh, inevitable and her power as immense and her will is absolute when none of those things are strictly true. But what if they are mostly true? Well, that's what we got to find out, isn't it? Uh, I, I guess I'm saying is if, uh, if this valley floods, we've got a bigger problems than this wall. Hey, Tom, just for canonical purposes, did we all yeah. hear everybody's echoes? Yeah, in fact, in fact, uh, Abel and Jonas heard yours. Yeah, that's what I thought. And you and, and but you did not hear yours. You you saw yours written on your sword. Right. OK. Um, uh, but so you all heard these things from from uh, from the mouth and from the cave that you were in the, in the, 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 the dome that you were in, but not you did not hear your own or you weren't with it enough to like perceive right. we, it, I guess. We spoke our own in a weird yeah. trance or something. And then it echoed back. Yeah. Okay. Well, so maybe we so, will need stone able and a lot of it. Uh, we may. I mean, that's one way to build things we up. May, but stone. All I heard from that is a giant 40 foot wall around the city. That's watertight or using stone to build up the actual houses that are here. One seems easier, easier than the other. And more than anything, that is a future problem that may or may not happen. But this town is now in danger, and it is the it is the fault of the three of us. They must be protected. So let me the these dwarves we got. They're good at building walls. Are they good at mining stone too? I don't think so. They they probably think it's beneath them, huh? I, I mean, they they basically. <laughs> I see. I see what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> 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 they. They came to me with a drawing and they said around the forest or through the forest. And I said around the forest because most of our economy comes from the forest. And you go through the forest and you got to destroy it. So it's a little bit longer than they thought it was necessary. Uh, and then they said, well, here's how much stone we need. And I don't know these numbers. And I, and I went and I told the two people that I knew had some knowledge about the way stones are measured and the way stones are cut. And they said, it's a big job. And one of them said, I don't even have mine anymore. So, so that's where I am. Now I'm, I'm happy to tell these dwarves to go fuck off. You know, the Valley, the way we defend ourselves is towers, airtight towers with, 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 with ballista, with archers that are impenetrable. Unless you can fly. <laughs> well, these dwarves are under my protection. Therefore, they will not fuck off. Well, that's, that's, that's why we're here. 
I figured as much. Eight gold a day per dwarf is a hell of a lot of money, though, King Jonas. Well, we... In an effort to save more lives, we've brought them to us, and we, ne- we need to take care of them. All right. So I guess we just... You just need to let me know which one of these two uh, you want me to pursue. Dagmoon, the, de- the Durgo Necro, me- Necro Slaver, or, uh, or Oxpix, the Corrid Fae. Ox- well, I'd rather not deal with the Fae. at all. Well, I think I know how we can get around it. Uh, if there's one thing worse than dealing with the Fae, it's tricking the Fae. Well, can't I mean, we, he can't said... Can't we simply make a deal for less gold for less years? We don't need a hundred years worth of stone. Well, now we? hold on. We don't know that. <laughs> no, of course we don't. But we don't need to give him all of the gold that we have, do we? Certainly, we could make a deal for twenty-five percent with an option to renew. I don't think that's how the Fey work. It may not be, but it's worth they asking. They like they like big fat round numbers, like all and a hundred like years. Like all. <laughs> but but here's the thing. Here's the thing. If it's in an extra dimensional space. It's not in Lakenhearth. We could simply move it to another place as well, and it's not in Lakenhearth. This is what I'm thinking. But and if he's already the smelled deal. the amount that we have. Well, we we'll- just say, oh, we're sorry. We said, you said you wanted all the gold in Lakenhearth, and I think we should leave a few thousand here and then hold him to it. I think we have to be very careful with the Fae. And make sure that the deal is made when he has a chance. If you say he can smell the gold, that he knows how much he's smelling. I don't think we simply lie. All right. Well, that's your choice. But I'd, I, I, I'm not I, making the decision. I'm simply making a suggestion. I, I, I have to. I have to stop us here. Coming from money. I know that the best thing you can do is to own something. And we have an opportunity, should we clear it out, to control the ore. Yes? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And maybe find miners for it later, or find, give other people here another job. But if we go and take this mine from the from the necro-slavers, we're doing everyone a favor, and then we have control. I think I hear what you're saying. So we're all agreed. I'll go negotiate with the necro-slavers. All I'm saying is that this option sounds more sound to me. Do we know where the mine is? Mine slash quarry? Uh, We know about where it is. I don't know exactly where it is. Uh... I think it's, oh, it's definitely, and he, and he, he sort of sticks his head out the windmill. He says, oh, over here, let me, let me show you. And he points in the distance and there is a small hill that goes up. He says, it's definitely in that hill. I don't exactly know how to get into it, but I, but I know we could figure it out if we had enough time to, to hunt around it, we'd find it. I think we should just make a deal with Dagmoon. And I mean, look, he's, he's not an honest fella. 
If we decide to renege, we take it from him. Uh, let me explain a few things to you here, Florn. Because this is uh, this is politics on a scale that you haven't had to deal with yet, young master sorcerer. So uh, oh, let me just school you in a couple of things here. One, our reputation is now important. And if we're seen to be dealing with necroslavers, regardless of the disposition of our deal, uh, it, it will hurt our reputation and uh, make people less likely, less willing to join with us. Secondly, especially when we don't have a whole lot else to offer, our word has to be as good as gold. And if word gets out that we're giving our word and going back on it, uh, our ability to find allies is diminished. All right. Uh, we can offer this dag moon. Uh, well, I was going to say we could uh, offer him a reasonable fee to give us the location of the mine. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> but even that you may mean, be too much. Just buy it from him. Just just buy the location from him. Yeah. The the mine. Yeah. yeah. Sure. How much is the, our the right? location the location of the mine and the rights to it? I think is what Abel means. Mm, I didn't really mean that. I meant we take the rights <laughs> by killing what's in there. He doesn't have the rights to sell right now. I suppose that's true. It's not really but his I'd, mine, is it? Necroslavers, I don't I don't want to deal with them any any kind of way. All right. I think we find the place ourselves, we clear it off for ourselves, and we tell Dagmoon to pound sand. And I'll tell Oxpix we're not interested. Tell Oxpix we have great respect for he and his fey brethren. We appreciate the massive amount of stone that he has on offer, but our gold must serve other purposes at this point in time. Bring him some kind of sufficient offering for his trouble. And what are, what are these guys like? They like uh, uh, milk and honey stirred in a pot. It's the weirdest thing. They like gold. <laughs> That's what they like. Well, bring him, bring him a small offering, enough to uh, to seem magnanimous, but not to uh, make too sizable a dent in our treasury. All right. All right, I'll do it. Yeah, you guys got any idea what this thing is? Not yet, but I can do some research, and should we get the location, we can do reconnaissance. Yeah, all right. Florin, what do we have in the way of armorers here in town? Well, I mean, we got the blacksmith, and, uh, I mean, good at making door handles, okay at making, uh, you know, pr certain protective, uh, uh, pieces of outfittery. Uh, but the good news is we got a lot of armor and weapons stacked up over the years of people uh, bringing home their Harkin and Darren stuff. Hmm. Well, that probably doesn't suit either of the purposes I have in mind, but we'll see. All right. I'm looking for studded leather that would fit a gnome. <laughs> and plate armor that would fit a human man. You want plate armor? <laughs> I, th I think the time has come. <laughs> uh, so 
so he 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 sticks his head out and he he calls over to to Zeph, and Zeph appropriately is a drow. Now, <laughs> Zeph comes in and says, uh, "Yeah, man, Zeph, did you actually take her Walter Faust plate mail?" <laughs> I surely did. You think you can adjust that to fit our friend uh, Abel here? Absolutely, about the same size. Maybe he's a little bit shorter, but I can. Uh, it's just a, just a tuck in the greaves. That's all. That's all it's going to take. You mean? All right. Uh, you might have to let out the crotch a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> crotch in the ass area. Uh, yeah. All right, they'll get to work on that. Um, I, I, and, have, uh, I have one more uh, point of point of order here in this uh, informal meeting of the War Council. What do you have to say, Abel? I move that uh, rather than call in uh, this outfit, not gesture like Florin did. Uh, this outfit, uh, we refer to it as the First Army of the Free Breen Valley. I second. Can we call it? Florence army of the free brain valley <laughs> nice try young master florin all right but uh i, I third but, but we're gonna let people know the brinies are coming all right phil near sounds good to me all right so he uh puts his hand in the middle and he says uh first wait, what was this first army of the free brain valley on yep. on two one Two. First, First army of the Free Green Valley. 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 Green Valley. <laughs> Huzzah! <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get there, guys. We'll get there. It doesn't flow off the tongue like Montaire. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Not many places do. All right. So, um, so as you guys break, I need you to give me a, a, a perception check been so long i didn't have my d20 handy Ugh, got a nine okay i got a 10 <laughs> i have a plus <laughs> eight to perception good grief okay all right you need one for me yep please uh 15 perception and by the way my okay. passive is an 18 Okay, so so Abel and Filnir, but nobody else. <laughs> you you when you sort of say this and you you do the break symbol, you hear some clicking by the window and you catch the image of something small that's clicking louder than it should be. It's bigger than an insect, smaller than a bird and it's but it's making a sound that you that doesn't seem right and it clicks and it clicks down out the window grab that that? whatever it was let's go what there was something at the window did you not hear it clicking oh Sorry, I probably didn't see it because I also have disadvantage on my ability checks. I forgot about oh, it. That's right. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. So it's just Phil near. Just Phil near. <laughs> I give you another one here. Oh, natural twenty. Oh. 
But with this amount, still a 10. <laughs> so you did yeah. see it. All right. If it was a DC right. 10. Yeah. Yep. All right. You saw it, but you didn't hear the clicking. But Phil near heard the clicking and uh, saw it bolting away. And I'll just run outside. Okay. Uh, you see it. Um, if you're going to try to catch it, uh, we're going to have a contested uh, um, acrobatics. What is it? Oh, this is going to be like that bird thing again. <laughs> so it looks like a little centipede, but it's metallic. A metallic centipede. Yep. Um. All right. This is a. I get. And I'm running after it. How fa- how fast is it? It's moving the same speed as you, but it's quicker than you. It's darting back and forth. So it's like it's got the same speed. It's like it, it is evading you. Um. So it's doing so like a. A little bit of a zigzag. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Serpentine. And I'm running straight for it. So I should be gaining on it, right? What did you need for for a check? Uh, Athletics or acrobatics to grab it. Okay. I will give you an athletics check. 19. You catch it. You grab it with your hands. And this thing is about... when you when you get it, you realize it's about eight and eight or nine inches long, and sh- it's like it's uh, very skinny. It's about the size. It's about the it's big around as a drumstick, okay. and um, and you know about you know about half as long <laughs> as a drumstick, mm-hmm. and it's whipping back and forth. But you hear it clicking in odd ways, and as you sort of flip it over on its belly, um, you see that it's just completely hollow. Uh, on the underside and it's just the shell it's just a metallic shell except the very 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 tip where a brain would be there is a glowing red ruby there i'll show it to everybody else presumably they came outside after me yeah i did um looks magic to me jonas that's your area of expertise certainly magical um there's nothing inside. It looks almost like a child's toy if they made child's toy out of metal. Um, there's a glowing... What is this? I'm going to send my mage hand to Filnir. Let, let me see. I'll make sure the mage hand actually has a grip on it before I let go. Okay. And, and then... Uh, go ahead. So you So you see the same thing. Um, uh, you can give me an arcana check on this. Yeah. Um, that's an 18. So you have seen a teacup once be animated in a similar fashion. Um, but you haven't seen anything that was, it, this appears to have been built for this very purpose to run around and be centipede like um uh, you've not seen that done before can i pry the ruby out of it you could try yeah i've got a dagger on my inventory so i'll pull it out um yeah there's no no role for this the ruby comes out and it glows and the metal metal body just stops moving and it just limps it's just limp and it even falls apart as it as you do that, um, and you see that the ruby is glowing, and and you 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 it's 
it's a regular ruby except for this glow. And then you see for just a split second as you sort of examine this stone, uh, you see an eye. And the eye closes and the ruby stops glowing. And you hold in your hand a regular gemstone. But it's a ruby, right? So it's gonna be worth it's something. It's a ruby. That gives me an idea. What if we convert all our gold into gemstones? And then make the deal with never mind. <laughs> Sorry, we've got other things to think about. <laughs> Fionnier, what did what did you see? The ruby seemed to somehow be controlling the body, so I pulled it out, as you saw, and for a moment only, it looked as if there was an eye within the stone, but you can see it's not there any longer. Someone clearly animated this in a way to perhaps spy on us. How do we know? We need to get rid of that. How do we know the eye won't come back? I'm not sure that we do, but I'm not sure how it would come back. Florin Maybe with your knowledge says, of Arcana, <laughs> you <laughs> would be able to tell us, is, is it possible to enchant something at such a, such a great distance? Or is it something that must be enchanted before it is sent? Is the person who sent it within the town? Or could they be from a great distance away? Well, the, these are all these are all possibilities. I, I'm, I'm afraid maybe it's linked to another object where the other person is. I, I just do not. I just do not know. I don't know enough about what magic was used. Are you saying it's a palantir? A scrying seeing stones, <laughs> 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 but they're not all accounted for. <laughs> exactly my point, April. Yes. <laughs> well, Florin walks up and says, "Well." If you guys don't want to take any chances, I know exactly where I can put it. And he reaches out to take the stone from you. <laughs> oh, wait a second now. Where are you going to put it? I, I was going to put it with the gold. Oh, no, I don't know about that. that. Do you have not another um, ethereal plane you can put it on? I mean, first off, fellas, I'd say let's look at this as a symptom of our success. Clearly, we're doing well enough that somebody thinks we're worth spying on. So that's something. Yes. Well, I should tell you, I spoke to Galwinia this morning. Um, our reputation has preceded us faster than even she thought it would. We are apparently known elsewhere. And uh, perhaps uh, we are people of interest, if you will. The priest, the wizard, and the warlock. That reminds me of a joke I heard one time. Let's go to the bar, and I'll tell you. <laughs> a priest, a and, wizard, and a warlock walk into a tavern. And, uh, and, and that's where we'll end the scene. Um, what I'll do, what I'd like to do, though, is I'd like to get the numbers for your, um, uh, for your items that you're looking for. So, so uh John, I'm assuming you're willing to help. Jonas is willing to help Filnir look for his uh, ring of spell storing. Absolutely. So Galwinia has a person that she wants to send word to, and uh, and you will have to do that. And this is going to take three third level spells. 
to convey all the information and the first guy is going to give a name. The second guy is going to give a name. And what I'd like to do is let, I'm going to let Tim roll a persuasion check with advantage. Oh yeah. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and I'm not going to tell you what the outcomes are going to be, but higher is better. Um, Almost and, always. And there is a, there is a non-zero chance of getting your ring of spell soaring. Not when you're right. rolling a D6 for levels of exhaustion. I can tell you that. Right. Uh, that's why I said almost always. Lower yeah. is better when it's damage to us, right? That's so, right. That's right. Uh, okay. So with advantage, my persuasion check. Here we go. Two dice. Uh, 23 is the better roll of the two. Okay. So in the first conversation, the guy knows exactly who has it. And gives the name to to uh to Jonas um and uh and and gives some pointers on how to approach the subject with him when you when you contact him he is used to be contact he's used to being contacted through sending um so the next one I'm going to we're going to do a persuasion check from uh from Jonas um and this persuasion right. check is with advantage and this is to uh, a a a ten or better is going to allow Filnir to use his persuasion check uh, on this guy to 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 get the ring. So you're you're getting the intro here. Yeah, John's getting the intro here. Okay, all right, here we go. Persuasion advantage. It's a twenty. Okay, so now. So now Filnir, this guy has it, and he's sort of like going back and forth with with uh, with uh, with Jonas about it, and it's more about like how he's going to get the thing here than okay. anything else at this point. Um, and uh, and he's not convinced that he's got it within his power to do it safely. Um, and so I'm going to have you do one more roll. This can be a persuasion or deception check to convince the guy to send his people out with the ring uh my bonus is the same uh and is this okay. with advantage or straight with advantage with advantage okay. yep uh all right here we go 17 is the better okay of the two. so this is the good news he has a way of getting this ring to you within the next two weeks okay um the bad news is he wants eleven thousand gold for this thing Galwinia immediately tells you to make the deal and that the gold will be ready upon receipt. Ionis, you have a wallet, so to speak. Yes, yes. I mean, gold is no... We have a pot. We have gold a, is of no import. Remember, we have a pouch of unlimited gold. So That's what I'm saying. Gold, gold is there's <laughs> no problem. So 11,000 is not something to scoff at. I Very mean, well. your no, finger no, no, might my, get tired fine. flicking them out of there. It does seem like a, a, a weight to bear on my finger, indeed. Yeah, uh, but yeah. Uh, we have two weeks. Okay, yeah. I will make the deal. <laughs> and I'll and, make the deal. Uh, and, and, yeah. All right. So you make the deal. Uh, uh, next episode, you will have your ring of spell storing. We will roll on the way you get it. But Galwenia says, "There's no way we're paying that guy eleven thousand gold." Let me take care of it. 
I'll As get you it wish. for you for a thousand. All right. Okay. All right. I mean, I'm right, not going to so, argue with that. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Galwini is going to get it for you a thousand, and Abel's getting his uh, plate, full plate. That's what it is, right? Mm-hmm. Abel's going to get his Herr Walter Faust full plate. Now, wait a second. Now, Jonas, we got something we need to think about here. Where all this armor is being made. This is yes. this is something I think is going to be right up your alley. I mean, I think this is something that really you should bend your grand intellect and your uh, fashion sense towards. I, I believe we will need some new and unique heraldry for the first army of the Breen Valley. What what do you think that should be? Just a little a little something flashy on the armor, or some special what, dagger that we hand out to people. What should no? What should our what should our sigil be? What should our symbol? What will be the I say, the, the image that unifies the people of this valley and rising up in self determination? Well, um, I mean, you are you are a shield for people, so I definitely think a shield. Um. Uh, there's a sword that Filnir produces, so we could put a sword on that shield, and then we can wrap it in a mongoose. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking it seems like this has become our business, but I don't know. I don't know how to exemplify that in a picture. In a picture, <laughs> what, what does one wear to do business? <laughs> I mean, we always just seem to wear this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is difficult. I, I agree. That's why I feel like the mongoose will really I, round uh, it out. I knew a maybe a round them were all three represented. Was, uh, <laughs> the mongoose, like a kept fur a lot of livestock. He was always designing special images. He was really good at that branding. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Florin, as you guys are talking, Florin's clearly getting uh, um, uh, bored of this. And he uh, he has a scroll, and he rips a small hole in his shirt, and just sticks his scroll right there in the hole in his skirt in his shirt, so it like sticks out a little bit. And he says, "Oh, that's clever! I'm going to start doing that." Lauren, <laughs> quickly off the top of your head, what is an image that means the Breen Valley to you? What is the picture that reminds you of home? I guess it's just the lake with mon- with the mongoose swimming in it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll work on it. Oh no. All right, all right. <laughs> well, thus ends episode fifty-four of the Dungeon Dads podcast. <laughs> Some things happening, not a lot of incident, but you have a construct spy coming in, uh, and you uh, and you get your 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 home, guys. <laughs> you're in good. you're in Lakenheart. Yeah. And, the, and, and a lot of friends here too, which is unusual yep. for us. It's unusual, and 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 it's actually uh, some of it's a little more nerve wracking figuring out what to do with said friends. <laughs> yeah, people needing to be paid, and people and, needing and, housing. In and, some ways, it's easier when you're surrounded by people that want to kill you. Yeah, decision making. <laughs> yeah, in Dungeons and Dragons, that's a, a simple problem. Smaller. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> How can I kill them well, first? 
<laughs> so, so in the next episode, you guys will have these items and I'm going to give you one more role to do some research for what this, um, what this creature is that you're going to be going up against. And I'll give you a chance to prepare your spells accordingly based on the information that you get. Um, and, uh, and I am, uh, I'm looking forward to you guys acquiring this mine. This is awesome. <laughs> that'd be pretty, pretty bad. I... <laughs> Roaring fires. Red meat off the bone. <laughs> yeah. And, and they call and, uh, it a mine. <laughs> a mine. <laughs> and for our listeners out there, if you have any ideas about what this creature might be, uh, drop it drop it to us on Facebook or in Discord or uh, or on uh, Twitter or Reddit or Instagram. <laughs> yeah, we're on Instagram now. <laughs> I don't so know how dumb. we did it. <laughs> so Actually, crazy, I do know exactly how we, we did it. it. Yeah. yeah. Listen, we all got together. We decided we wanted to be um you know, we wanted to be in a more visual medium and we wanted to make teenage girls feel bad about themselves. So we were like <laughs> Wow. We were like, let's oh let's God. get on this Instagram train. No, you, you know what happened? <laughs> Brian Weiss of RPG yeah. Company. The guy yeah. who helped us make our wonderful logo and new branding um, tagged us on Instagram. And I was like, well, I guess now we have to grab that username. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it At least got a squad yet. on it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And then yeah. I was like, well, yeah. now I've got a username. Now it's in my yeah. phone. <laughs> Might as well just start putting it to work. Oh, my God. So come follow us on Instagram. Same username as Twitter, Dungeon Dads Pod. Take some yeah. <laughs> pictures of your lunch and post them there. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't don't Check don't make fun topics. of Instagram. Uh, don't make fun of Instagram right when you get on it. Like that's you know, come on. <laughs> like, <laughs> so good a little bit before. Is that what right. we're supposed to do though? You know. yeah. I don't know. <laughs> we're reluctantly Listen, on Instagram. We're not. I, I joke. We're not too good for Instagram. <laughs> Who are we kidding? <laughs> Listen, we need all the exposure we can get. So please right. tell your friends, write exactly. a review, yeah, Apple Podcasts, do. Podchaser, anywhere you can leave a review. Five stars. Tell us. Five and Spread the good word. Well, all and right, you know, everybody. this is episode 54. You've been hearing us talk about it for a while now, probably. But we still really like those fives and those scribes. We do. That's right. We really That's do. Right. So good. And uh, And if you type up a few words in a review, we read every single one. Because we still don't have that many. So uh, <laughs> if you say nice things about it, we out of, about us, we will read them and we will feel good. And wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> wouldn't it be nice? <laughs> All right. All right. Toodaloo, everybody. Toodaloo.